The Missing Intelligence Podcast is part of the Acast Creators Network. Right, do you want to hear my track? Yeah, go on. Hold on. I'm very gassy. I've just eaten and Dan done a really nice beef joint. Mm, lovely. But um, in preparation for Christmas. Um, but it's maybe quite gassy. It's very nice though. Dan was worried. She was going. She was going. What if? What if Mike don't like it? Like I'm really nervous about cooking for everyone. She's like, What if Mike doesn't like it? And everyone has such posh dinners. Like Mike does not taste his food. <laughs> it, Mike just puts it in and swallows. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> no, I'm sure I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's a good cook. Yeah. I'm, I'm, she's she's just yeah. She's just a bit nervous, but. I said she'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, she'll be fine. Hello and welcome to the Missing Intelligence podcast, where we are just two mates with a lot to say, but no one to say it to. I'm here today with Mike, and my name's Joe. I've got that bit. I'm Joe, and I'm with Mike today. Hello, Mike. <laughs> Hello, you are. I'm shit at these intros. <laughs> I always find some way of fucking it up. <laughs> and you always make it seem like I'm not normally here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Today, we're actually like, we're here with Mike today. Is, <laughs> Mike, it's great to have you. Can you believe it? I'm actually here with my co-host that I do every single episode with. Madness. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> How you been, Mike? What have you been up to? Um, Not much, actually. I've, um, I hurt my back at the gym today, uh, yesterday, so that's a thing I, I i didn't warm up and i started with a f- 150 kilogram deadlift which probably wasn't wasn't light enough to start with without a warm-up so mm. i tweaked it i did three reps and i was like oh i think that hurt i'll carry on i put another 10 either side which brought up to 170 i think um and i went to do it and just as like my muscles contracted to lift the weight I was like, yeah, no, that did hurt. So I'm just going to pop that down again and go home. <laughs> did you have to do awkward, like little out, 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 out of the gym? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I went at one o'clock, so there was no one in there. So it wasn't that Oh, okay. Um, did you uh, let off a little yelp when you done it? Did you go? <laughs> <laughs> when you done it? <laughs> are, we, are we talking pain, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a masochist. Just... I've only got one noise. <laughs> it's just, just an umbrella noise for everything. <laughs> yeah, we won the Premier League. <laughs> I'm just thinking of loads of different, different scenarios. We're gathered here today. <laughs> I'm going to miss him so much. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> oh god <laughs> that reminds me every time we when we're driving uh dan will point out you know them them what are you doing when you're driving <laughs> keep your eyes on the road come on <laughs> rule number one that's illegal <laughs> <laughs> um you know them i think they're called hoya the um the company with the oh yeah 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 the trailer doing, yeah like gas and stuff like that and yeah yeah she always 
Can I get a hoya? Hoya. When I went to, it was either Bullet or my Valentine or Spirit Box, but we, obviously everyone came out at the same time. We was all rushing into the same underground. So Mm. they sort of like kettle you in and then do it bit by bit so it doesn't overwhelm the platform. Um, While we were waiting, someone overwhelming the platform. Oh no, 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 stop. This is overwhelming. I'm so overwhelmed. (laughs) This was so unexpected. I'm so overwhelmed. (laughs) All these people. It's good if it wasn't you because it'd just be the platform going. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we was was waiting to get get, through the turnstiles, and someone behind us just went. Can I get a hoya? And then everyone went with hoya. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, and then me and my brother just turned to each other and went, "Metalheads are great, man. <laughs> These people are weird." I wonder the platform was getting so overwhelmed. <laughs> getting hoyas left, left, right, and centre. <laughs> so yeah, no, I haven't been up to much, Joe. I hurt my back yesterday. I haven't really been doing much during the week, apart from working. Um, I went for a really lovely lunch on Friday. I had, I had eggs Florentine. Oh, what's that? Is, I don't know what that is. I I, I, I thought eggs Florentine was like eggs Benedict, but with bacon and eggs. But it's actually with salmon, which I didn't know until I got it on my plate. And I was like, I shouldn't be eating this because I'm intolerant to salmon, but I'm going to eat it anyway. Oh, and I was okay. Although my guts have been a bit iffy the last couple of days, so maybe it did affect me. Oh dear. Um, but other than that, yeah, I haven't really done much. Um, I'm just having a look at my notes. Oh, I've had a couple of um faults. Right. Okay. So first of all, Are these new business ideas. Uh, we need to start a segment for no. all your business ideas. Okay. No, business ideas <laughs> no these, these aren't no, not this week. Um, I'm working on my OnlyFans thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i've never bought a brand new car joe i know you you have have you bought a brand new car before yeah. uh not or like leased or it or like leased. taking it from the, yeah. Yeah, yeah right so um beer break beer break <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you might be able to help me with this but i was having this conversation with a colleague the other day and i was like hmm, this is true i would be arguing this point um when you get a new car yeah. Right. Obviously, you get the stock wheels, but then you can pay extra for better wheels. Right? Yeah. But regardless, the that initial price, say twenty grand for the car, you get the stock wheels in that twenty grand. And mm-hmm. if you pay another five hundred quid, they take those wheels off and put the other ones that you've paid extra for. But you don't still get the stock wheels. They just get rid of those. They get go somewhere else. Kind of. The way you're making it sound is that they deliver the car with the stock wheels on and then put the like upgraded alloys on they don't do that if you buy a new car um they will build it to your preferences so when it's in the factory and it comes to putting the wheels on they won't muss about putting old wheels on like the stock wheels on and then change them for the the then every time you buy every time you buy a new car is it from the factory or you buying it from the car showroom pretty much it's it's always from the factory if you get anything from the showroom um then it will be classed as second hand um okay. but when it comes when i say it comes from the factory they won't ring the factory and go right make one that's this color with this spec that's 
blah, blah, blah. They would have already made about five or six of them with that exact spec. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. just send you one of those. Right. Pretty okay. much. Yeah. Okay. That kind of answers. Because I would be arguing, hang on. I, I, I would, I'm paying for those wheels, those stock wheels anyway. Mm. I'm just paying extra to get different wheels. I should still be giving, be getting those stock wheels, please. Thank you. Yeah. That, that's what I would have argued. But no. the way you've explained it just there makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. Cause it's like, you're, you, you're basically, also... pay, you're basically paying for them to alter for that their, upgrade. their, their product line or whatever you call it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's like yeah. if you, you, cause with, with most places, like when I got my Mercedes, there was, I think the only colours you could have was red, white, or black. Right. Um, for the price of the car. But then if you wanted, like, I had the mountain grey, which was a metallic colour, so I paid extra for that. Right. But it's not like they have to go, they have to get a white one out and respray it, the metallic, uh, the mountain grey. Mm-hmm. They'll have one that's mountain grey and go, right, that's the one. It's got them wheels. It's got their AMG package on it. That's the one that we'll send to that, that garage. Right. Yes. Oh, my light's just gone out. Hold on. Hold on one second. <laughs> I'll explain. <laughs> Joe's just in the darkness. Alexa, turn on the spare bedroom light. <laughs> Alexa, turn on the front bedroom light. Ta-da. fucking smart home <laughs> so i'll put one of those smart bulbs in the games room and um it's set up with a motion sensor so if it uh, doesn't recognize motion for a little while then it just switches off which is what it's done then but i haven't got an alexa in here so at the moment i, I could i could turn it off with the switch by turning it off and turning it back on again but can you do you not have an app for it um there is an app for it but it's on dan's phone and i haven't downloaded it yet Fair enough. As I say, because I got, got the app for the Google stuff, but it's it's through Philips Hue, so that's why I've got it on the app. Right. So just on. Anyway, so well, if you fair. see me like waving my hand around like a madman every now and then, it's because you don't want to be sitting in the dark. No, <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay. All right. So, so you've answered my first thing. The second thing, right, is so during the lockdown. Obviously, we went from being in the office all the time to being at home, and then we had to adapt to like the teams working and stuff. Yeah, on Teams or Zoom or whatever. I I discovered a um, an ick or a bugbear, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. where at the end of a team meeting, everyone waves, they oh. bye, and then they no. hang up. Right? I don't do that because I'm no. like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that in a normal meeting. I'm just. <laughs> Could you imagine if I was leaving the meeting room going, bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm just like, bye, click, you know, that's, yeah. that's me. I mean, I don't wave or anything. Um, and that became a, long, like a running joke within my team. Mm-hmm. So, and there was one day where they all arranged amongst themselves that at the end of the meeting, they would all go double hand wave, bye. Oh no. And I was the only one going, uh, funny, well done guys. Bravo. <laughs> Hang up. Um, but there's a new one I discovered the other day. All right, and I was going, I was in the office, I went and made a coffee, and as I went, walked back, I heard someone say this, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't like that. That happens a lot to me, and I don't like it. Which is, when you answer a Teams call or a phone call or whatever, and someone goes, hello, can you hear me? Hello is fine. If yeah. I don't respond to your and hello, then, then, then you, you know I can't hear you. Fucking, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. if you say hello how are you and i go hi i'm good how are you you don't need to ask if i can hear you because no. i've just responded to you yeah so that, that annoys me so yeah. that, i made note of that and i thought i will just have a little that reminded me poo. so when i was working for my previous company um one of the guys that i used to work with happened to be on this uh legionella course which was um done over teams right and um one of the things that was really awkward like so there was there was about 20 blokes in this this call all like company wide so a lot of them i didn't know Uh, well put it this way the only guy that i did know that was in it was this guy that i used to work with right um and as we were all saying bye he made an effort to go bye joe like, and it was really awkward <laughs> I was like, oh. yeah that's awkward yeah uh, i didn't like that at all and i i there was one time um we had a meeting in one of our meeting rooms and if you're not there in person obviously you're on teams but if you're talking on teams your face becomes on the big screen like it's just your face. Yeah. And then there was one time I wasn't in the meeting in person. I was on teams and I had to say something and I was just like, Oh God, my face is just in front of everyone. And it's blown up to, it's just, Oh no, no, thanks. This is not good. It's horrible. I, like that. I hate yeah. that. Fortunately, yeah. mine doesn't, I can't remember what one we use, but it doesn't do that. It only has, ever has like, it's got the picture Everyone's... in the middle, which is whoever's leading the meeting. Right. And then it's got little pictures of everyone else, either so, like down the sides. Yeah. Yeah. I guess better. it's, I guess it depends how you, cause on teams you can choose like active speaker or host or all together right. together. But yeah. And I think, I think it's always set to active speaker. I think yeah. anyway, so that was one, another thing. And then the last thing I've got written down here is, did you see that the England, the new England football shirts have been leaked? Mm, oh, I did, but I didn't actually see him. Hold on, let me see. Oh, here, leaked your away kit. Oh, that's very 90s. Well, so we've never had a purple kit before, which is why it's, like, controversial. Right. Why do they keep like, doing it? I, I hate one of the, my biggest pet peeves with the New England kits is that they make the colour the same, uh, they make the star the same colour as the kit, like we're not proud of it. Yeah. That really winds me up. Right. So, so I, I obviously I saw this kit, um, and it's reignited what I think is a conspiracy, or it is a conspiracy theory. Right. Um, and I've tried to find evidence of it, and I kind of debunked myself, but I haven't actually looked into other reasons. Well, and I'll get onto that. So, what right. my conspiracy theory is: yep. sometimes on our home kit, right, it's always white. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's navy or blue, yeah. like trimmings. Sometimes it's red, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do they chop and change it all the time? And then I thought, oh, maybe it's because they're sort of giving a nod to the domestic winners. That's what so I the thought. Premier, the Premier League winners or the FA Cup winners or whatever. Yeah, right? I thought it was always the, the Premier League winners that was their accent colour. Right. So I, I went back and looked at whether or not the last time we had red, which I'm not sure when it was, but I know the last time, because I've got a red one where the mm. badge is red and stuff. That was the Ukraine-Russia Euros or World Cup, wherever it was they did. Right. And that year, I think it was Chelsea won it, but it's red on that kit. So right. that kind of refuted me. But I didn't check who won the FA Cup, and I didn't check if any English team won the Euros. 
because the away kit might have been red as a nod to uh, blue as a nod blue. to Chelsea. And yeah. Um, so I think my, it was so, that year, to be fair. I think that's why we had the red accent, because I think we had an, a blue away kit. Yeah, no, but then, like I say, I haven't checked who won the FA Cup that year. Anyway. Oh, okay. So, but my, in line with my theory, obviously the blue in the home kit for the, for this leaked kit would be a nod to City, who won the Premier League, FA Cup, and Champions League. Champions League. Mm-hmm. And I and I think because of that, because the big they won the big three competitions, I think they've gone with the purple or claret in inverted commas because a lot of people call claret purple or burgundy. Well, it says as, here that it's, it's dark uh, raisin. Okay. Well, still, but it's it's. It, I think it's a sly nod to West Ham winning the conference. Oh, okay. Because if you look at the side as well, the most prominent like bit of the sort of side strip, yeah, is, is blue is, and it claret. is claret and blue. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's my theory of why the colours are like this. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm not against it. It's different. I think if if the, if the theory is true, I think it's a really nice thing to do. Yeah, and and it makes sense as to why we've got blue instead of red because the English flag is white and red. But yeah, if the blue. If the and apparently there's a, there there was a story from back in the day where loads of people were like, no, because we're proud of being British, so let's incorporate blue for the British, even though we are England. Let's just incorporate it, which is right. why we've got blue. But I think it's a nicer story to incorporate the winners, or whoever they may be. Definitely, I think you know. But you'd think it would be like a lighter blue, like a baby blue, like what Man City's. So, is. do you remember last year's the last kit we had that had a like a blue shoulder that went yeah, from dark it was to horrible. light? Yeah. Um, so that's obviously, I think, a nod to City being light blue. But I think they go with like the closest color to, hence the, or in in line with my theory anyway, hence the purple and not the yeah. claret. Yeah. Um, well, it'll be interesting to know, maybe to see if like, um, oh, that collar's horrible. Sorry, I'm just looking through these photos. Have you seen the collar on the new kit, on the home kit? Yeah, it's like a weird foldy over thing. Yeah, yeah. what yeah. is that? That looks really uncomfortable. Yeah. Hmm. I don't well, know. I've got the... an England kit, I don't need a new one. So. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's nice. And I like the cuffs as well. The cuffs are like really old school. On the mm. on the on the home kit, sorry, because they've got like the blue and red. It looks very like nineties yeah. vibes. Yeah, um, I do like it. I just wish they would stop making the the uh, the star the same color as the kit. Make it gold, or make it yeah. blue, or like, or just in the same color as the badge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just be yeah. proud of the fact that we've won a I World Cup. I used to like it when it was silver. Yeah, I used to like it when it was silver. <laughs> I, I even used to like it. Remember when we used to have Umbro kits? And used to mm. like it used to be gold, but it used to be like shiny gold, like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks fine. Yeah, but I mean, I it would know. be perfect on the away kit because you've got the like the gold uh, swoosh and the gold lions on the badge. So just make yeah. the star gold. See, I don't mind it if it, it blending in if it's kind of you know like the um, the Scottish uh, kit that they've got like the classic type. Kit where the badge is all blended in apart from the lion 
whatever oh, it is yeah. that they've got, and that's all in gold. I wouldn't yeah. mind that if if they had like a classic type English kit where yeah. it's all blending in apart from the roses and the lions or something, the three lions. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind it then, but yeah, just on a normal home kit. Be proud of the star. We've yeah, exactly. Cup. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. So that that was pretty much it, Joe. That's they're the things I've got noted down. What have you been up to this week? Um, I've been watching a lot of like the old. Um, oh, bear with. I had to burp. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I've been watching the old Avengers films, but just the Avengers films. So I went from Avengers to Age of Ultron to. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, to Infinity War and then to Endgame. Sure. I think. I overlooked how good the performances were in Endgame. The actors' performances. There was some really? amazing acting. There were, yeah. Yeah. There really no. was. I, I don't know if I didn't... I just didn't take it for granted or what, but... Or I did take it for granted, sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I was watching it. I was just like... What? like the, Every single one of these actors is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah I think that's why the story hit so hard, because... yeah. All of the performances were tip top. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I absolutely agree with that. Very, very good. Um, apart from that, I've been playing a lot of uh, F1 23. So I've got my um, my setup back up and running my with my <laughs> steering wheel and such. Nice. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that. Um, and, and your seatbelt and everything. And my seatbelt, <laughs> yeah. My harness. <laughs> and Put I've got like a... Yeah, I've got a helmet race suit. I've got the little drink <laughs> set up so I can push the button and it just feeds me water. <laughs> You've got a fan that blows into you to make it like... Yep, exactly. And then Danny Dan, comes in. Dan goes, stands oh, behind oh, the, She stands behind the chair and just shakes it or pulls it to one side <laughs> if I'm turning. <laughs> as soon as the weather turns bad, she gets a cup of water and just like drips it over the fan. <laughs> <laughs> sprays in your face <laughs> every time we get close to a car in front she's like standing there with a squirty bottle <laughs> <laughs> psst, 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 psst. <laughs> <laughs> have you been watching me Mike <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, apart from that I haven't really I haven't really been up to much I've been playing a bit of uh, Grand Theft Auto because um, as I said last week that the trailer's coming out in early December. We've now got a date for that uh, confirmed by Rockstar themselves on their website. Um, so it's coming out uh, uh, in, on, on the 5th of December. So Tuesday. Oh. So yesterday. It came out yesterday. Yeah, This is a bit late news. <laughs> Um, so That's I was trying to come out yesterday, Mike. It was really good. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things to look forward to, isn't there? Yeah, Joe? it's definitely a game. Wow. And awesome. it looks like it could be playable. <laughs> well, I was going to say that it's because I actually worked it out because it only comes up with Eastern and uh, Pacific times. So I actually went to the effort of working out that it's 2 p.m. in the UK that it's released. <laughs> but now I'm thinking this episode don't come out till Wednesday, so it's already out. <laughs> so if you want to watch it, go go watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> and, <Fuck. laughs> it, and we can tell you it's 
it's great it's a really good trailer and mm. um we're really excited for the game and everything that the trailer shows that it's going to be involved with in the game yeah it's going to be um we're not going to be specific because you have to go and watch it no exactly well i'll tell you what mike <laughs> uh let's say that we've we've um put it on our socials so head over to our socials if you want to watch the trailer for the new grand Theft okay. Yo yo. Yes. Um speaking of trailers, have you seen the Fallout trailer, Joe? I have TV because series? you sent it to me a couple of days ago. I, I, it's, you're, you're spoiling Oh sorry. The, 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 the like the, the drama The magic. Of, the magic yeah, of podcasting. Of entertainment, Joe. <laughs> We're making You've it sound to... like we actually do stuff other than podcasts. <laughs> 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 and we don't just um, like appear. <laughs> every wednesday do our bit and then fall <laughs> back into like some yeah. kind of realm that don't exist <laughs> the realm of podcasters like a purgatory um... until next wednesday comes and we record some more <laughs> you joke that is just my life um... <laughs> yeah it does feel like it <laughs> um what did you think of the trailer joe <clears throat> i thought it was amazing i'm really yeah. excited i'm really excited um i think it looks like they're pulling a lot from uh, the most recent, well, not not the most recent one, but um, uh, Fallout Four, because yeah. um, I know it's in in the trailer. There's a lot of like the um, the big airships mm-hmm. from the Brotherhood of Steel, um, and the only thing that makes me disbelieve that is that all the um, armor that they're wearing is all the Mark One armor. Right. Whereas I think in Fallout 4, they were on like Mark 6. Hmm. Which looks yeah, I'm, a lot more I'm wondering how much of this, how many episodes are going to be pre war? I think the, the, Mark, the Mark suits were a thing pre war, weren't they? So I wonder. They if, were. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I wonder if that's going to be part of the setup to the world that we're about to embark in. See, I think they will just go straight into it. I think you'll see that because you can see in the trailers that they've got the um, the atomic bombs going off. So uh, let me just for anyone that doesn't know what Fallout is. So Fallout is a game from um, Bethesda um, and it basically puts you in the shoes of somebody that's um, uh, it's like an alternate 50s where everything's run on atomic power all the cars um, and everything. So houses, robots, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got a really sort of fifties aesthetic, which is awesome. Um, And then there's an atomic war and everyone has to get to these, what they call vaults. Uh, They're like underground bunkers. Um, And then basically it puts you in the shoes of somebody who's coming out of the vault for the first time since the, the war and you're kind of in this wasteland where people have mutated because of the radiation and, and stuff like that. And you have to fight your way through. Um, but there's a lot of lore. When yeah. you go back, there's been comic books um, that, that tell like deeper stories than, than, the, um, than the games do as well. Just adding yeah. to that lore. I mean, this is the thing, even in the games, right? when you're going through and sort of collecting things and uh, just going through and doing your missions and stuff in the game, there's so much you can read about what's going on that give you so much more in-depth knowledge of the world that you're playing in. And I've never read any of those. And I know the game quite well, not fairly well. 
Um, so the fact that there's this whole different level of the game, it's just mad. Yeah, yeah. And I think that they, um, Bethesda have kind of left it up to like a lot of fans and stuff to to build more lore and, and yeah. some of the stories yeah. that they like. They I mean, that, that, happens, that, that happens with any kind of fantasy popular... kind of. Yeah. 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 I mean, like look at Star Wars and mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. It, the last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones was basically led by fan theory. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 gonna be. I think it said it's directed um, or produced by the same people that done uh, Westworld. Yes, which yeah, I think yeah. was really good, and they done really well in terms of world building. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the storytelling is fantastic. Um, what I did like, Mike, and I don't know if you noticed it in the uh, in the trailer, but it did come up at the at the start. It said from from the um, uh, oh, what was it? It was from the company that brought you the boy, the boys, and uh, free two day delivery or something like that, two day shipping, because it's an Amazon Prime show. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Is it? I thought, I thought it was Apple. No, it's Amazon, I believe. Oh, I thought it was Apple. Let me have a look. It might be, but then if if it is Apple, then I don't get what that what bit what was at the beginning. Oh no, no, you're right. It's Prime Video. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I thought it was Apple. Um, my my initial reaction to this, Joe, is I, and I've mentioned this to you over text, but I'm going to say it out loud now, um, is I'm worried that this will get, I say worried, but I think it's going to get the same reaction and same reception as um, World of Warcraft did when that came out, in that all the fans are going to love it. But I think the wider audience, unless it's done right, won't really get on board with it, you know? And this is what I was saying to you. I feel like they need to they need to explain the world properly in order for to get the people that don't know the game on board. And the aesthetic needs to be believable. And I think although I love what they've done with the aesthetic, they've kept it very close to the game, I think that might be the hurdle that is might prove to be too big for the average watcher, you know? I think you, you mentioned um Last of Us that's so realistic to real life that it's, yeah. it's easy to just get on board with it. Yeah, and I think yeah. with with Last of Us, it's a pretty easy idea. Like mm. the main thing that it's built around is is quite easy to understand. It's a uh, an illness that's going around that's causing people to basically turn into zombies, and my life's yeah. just gone again. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 round two uh, but, but I, I think when when you take into consideration Fallout and what it's all about and the main story that it's surrounding mm. I don't think it's necessarily a difficult thing it's it's going to be hard also, to, to, to fill in all of the lore like the um, death claws and things like that but I think in terms of like the overall story it is just an alternate 50s where they were using atomic power to power everything and there was a war took everyone out and everyone escaped to these bunkers mm. and then now this is the new world i, I don't think it's going to take a lot to to get people on board i think it's just going to be like a, a long introduction that's maybe narrated over showing you what happened and then showing and then just being like right now she's in the bunker and this is how they lived inside the uh, the vaults yeah but i mean like 
the con the concept on the face of it is is easy to get on with. Yeah, it's a Fallout world. The world has bombed itself, and now you're emerging, however many years later, into the wasteland. Um, but it's the it's the setup as to why it got to the point where people are bombing each other that needs to be explained well. And then yeah. there's all the other things that go along with the wasteland world, like the raiders and the ghouls yeah. and all the rest of it as to they need to be explained. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I think it, it depends on how well it takes off because they don't have to do everything all in one season. I think Yes, yeah. Even... So this this is what I was gonna say. I wonder how many of the episodes are gonna be pre war and how many of them are gonna be post war. Yeah. You know? See I, I think we're I think we're gonna pretty much go straight into it. I think we're going to get something similar to um, Fallout 4. You know, at the start of Fallout 4, when you get that little sequence where it's um, yeah. war changes everything, it's got the yeah, video yeah, yeah. of him going to war and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I suspect the first episode will be just that bit. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then on the bombs dropping. And, and then, then the bombs dropping. And yeah. then, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's probably what they'll do. Then they'll get straight into it. And I think they're going to probably introduce people bit by bit. So maybe introduce the Watchmen first. Or introduce the yeah. um, uh, the Brotherhood of Steel because it looks like the majority of this is going to be based around the Brotherhood of Steel. Um, mm. So that may be someone she potentially ends up sort of joining or, or something like that. Because it'll be, I, I mean, I want to know where it's set first of all. Yes, that's what I'm interested about because then that will tell us where which game they're sort of using as their back mm-hmm. sort of baseline. But again just talking about timeline i reckon the first episode um ending on the bombs dropping but then it looks like there's going to be a whole bit of them being in the vault so i wonder how many episodes there will be of them being in the vault i i think that will just be a i don't think you'll get a full episode out of them being in the vault really? i think it will show the idea of what it's like it like they're going to get to the vault it's going to show them being introduced to it and what's going to happen. Then it's going to skip forward a little bit where they're all like used to living there. And then it will skip forward a little bit more when the vaults becoming inactive and she has to kind of get out for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to watch mm. it. It'll be, I, I'm not going to be bothered about the aesthetics and everything because it's, it's exactly like the game and I love the game. Um, and I'm really interested in what the story is going to be. Yeah, definitely. Because the trailer, unlike some of the other trailers we've spoken about this year, the trailer doesn't give much away. It no. just gives you sort of bits that we're all familiar with. Yeah. You know, I'll say we're all people that like the game are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like it's going to be quite funny as well. It does. Yeah. I think, I think you've got to have that kind of humor there as well. But it, even even the games, they've, they've kind of got that sarky kind of humor. And yeah. well, you definitely did because, um, Again, just give a little bit of context. So you can basically, inside the game, it's it's completely, you build the story however you like, um, depending on what you say, depending on who you kill, depending on what group you join, you, you're going to get a different story or a different yeah. ending uh, every time. It, it's, it's really open um, yeah. in that respect. And you choose how you want to interact with people. Yeah, and yeah. Um, in Fallout, in the most recent one, Fallout 4, it actually had a voice actor for the character that you play as, which was the first time that, that Bethesda had done it. Um, mm. Because normally it comes up with what you want to say, and then it, you click on it, and then it will just show you the reaction to, or, or the, the, the character that you're talking to, yeah. his reaction yeah. or her reaction to what you're actually saying. 
but this time yeah you actually got a voice actor and there was i think nine times nine times out of ten it would come up with an option that just said sarcastic Mm. And I know, Mike, that was your favourite one. Every every time, <laughs> every single time it come up. <laughs> but the the other thing I loved as well is if you wanted to skip the the dialogue, mm. you, depending on which button you pressed. So tip, I think square was typically the sarcasm button, mm. right? And if you skipped it by clicking square, yeah, you just hear your your character go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting, ah, mm, mm, yeah, mm. Uh-huh. Oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, come on, shut up. <laughs> Get over with it already. This guy's trying to tell you like that everything's gone to shit and you just go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, cool. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going to go here now, bye. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It was great. So yeah, I really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. I think yeah. Well, do you know when it's actually coming out? Uh, April. Oh, that's a long way away. Yes. Oh, this reminds me. Do you remember when Fallout Four came out and someone got a free copy of the game, the deluxe, like like the best game that you could buy with all the extra extras and stuff? Yeah. By sending them two thousand uh, bottle caps. Oh yes, 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 yes. So, so again, for no one, for everyone who's he does, he's not familiar with anyone who's not familiar with the game. The currency in the wasteland world is bottle caps. That's replaced like pound coins or dollars or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, someone sent Bethesda, the game maker, two thousand real life bottle caps, and was like, "Can I pay for the game with this, please?" And they sent it to. But then they get sent loads of other people trying to do the same thing, and they're like, "No, we're not doing it again." <laughs> this, guy was, this guy was original. <laughs> so now Bethesda have just got an influx of ridiculous amount of bottle caps now yeah. <laughs> that they're having yeah. to just recycle themselves. Because <laughs> when that game came out, you could get your Pit Boy with if you got the the, the top end deluxe edition. Or That's right. Was. You got a version you got of the Pit Boy. Yeah. yeah, you got the Pit Boy with it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, imagine getting that. I, I kind of wanted that, but it was just too much money. Yeah, I, I was did at school as... at the time, so yeah, I did as well, and it was impractical. Yeah, unfortunately, okay. but yeah, I got a mask because I got it on the day it was released from um, from game in Bexley Heath. In Bexley Heath. Yeah, and I went in there, and they were giving away free Pit Boy masks. Ah, it's just like nice. this little plasticky mask thing. <laughs> yeah, Fair and I got a free little football as well. When I I did the same with FIFA, and they gave yeah, me I a got, little, little football. An EA one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got that. So, Mike, uh, moving on to our favourite headline of the week. And this week, our big headline is that Spotify Wrapped is now available for the masses. Yeah. Yeah. And what, uh, uh, man, uh, do you know how long I've been excited to get this? I know. You text me just going, it's here, it's here. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> it's just like, it was this, just out of nowhere. <laughs> this is like the Christmas in the music industry, you know? Right, <laughs> <laughs> well, should we get into it? Should we Let's just head, into it. head first into the deep end? Yeah. Let's dive in. Sweet. Right, so what what, what did you predict your top five artists to be, Joe? Um, Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Arctic Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Notorious B.I.G. Also known okay. as Biggie. Also Biggie. known as Biggie yeah. Smalls. Yeah. Silk Sonic. Mm-hmm. And Elvis Presley. Mr. Prezzers. Okay. And in that order, so Kendrick being the most listened to? Kendrick. 
top, Arctic Monkeys second. Yeah. Yeah, probably that order. Okay. Uh, do you want to know mine, or should we just go straight on to what it actually was? No, no, no. Uh, and then shall I do what they actually were now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And what they actually were, Mike, were number one was Catfish and the Bottom. <laughs> um, <laughs> number two was Nothing But Thieves. Number right. three was Kendrick Lamar. So I got him, but just not in the right place. <laughs> number four was Arctic Monkeys. Number five was Oasis. So, Prezzers weren't even on there. So Prezzers weren't even on there. Neither was Biggie. And neither was Silver Sonic. So I've got two. I've got two out of five, <laughs> which wasn't great. How about you, Mike? What were yours? Did, did any of them surprise you? Um, I think the one that surprised me most was probably... Um, Probably catfish in a bottomman. What being first? Or being, just being first, on the because I okay. mean, at the start of the year, I was listening to them quite a lot. I would say, but then nearer the end of the year, I kind of wasn't. Is your Spotify connected to your Alexa, or is that Danny's account? That's Dan's, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. I was going to say it might be because of that. Yeah. It's been played on your. I mean, the thing is, when when you play the DJ, because what a lot of what I have been doing what, since they've they've added it, and I don't know if, any, if everyone's aware of this, but they've got a, an AI system on there now, which is um, called DJX. And you mm. can click on that, and it will just play you random songs that it'll think you like or knows that you like, and kind of randomizes it a little bit. And Catfish does come on a lot on there. Yeah. So I think that's probably what's held it to the top. I'm surprised they didn't do a bit on Spotify wrapped about whether or not you've listened to DJ and how yeah. many hours of DJ you've listened to yeah, exactly. how many artists it's suggested or shown you or whatever. The only thing they have add, added, so for, for one week only, it's got DJ wrapped. So yeah, instead of yeah. introducing new artists and going, right, this artist done this, blah, blah, blah. It, it now says you listen to this artist for X amount of time over the year and, and all this fun stuff. Mm. Or this um, this is a particular genre that you were listening to quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so we're going to play you some songs from that genre. But yeah, yeah, it didn't. But yeah, I think the most surprising was probably Catfish being at the top. I would right. have thought Kendrick was was at the top because I listen to Kendrick a lot and kind of often. Right. Mm. Not as much as Catfish, apparently. But evidently not. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the other thing? Oh, the other thing that I liked about their, their rap this year is it gave you the peaks for your top artist i think it's your top three they gave you peaks for oh, okay. within the year did you, did you not get that i did yes it told you the month that you listened to them the most yeah 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 and it showed you like the sort of heat map throughout the year kind of thing yeah of your like ups and downs of listening to them i thought that was very very interesting especially mm-hmm. for the ones that i've got in my second and third place right um so, so you want me to go through my yeah so prediction? go through what you predicted it was going to be and and then what? so i thought again in order of one to five i thought spirit box would be top bullet for my valentine would be second tall would be third ginger fourth and then Haley williams slash paramore either one fifth okay yeah and what now, did the reason you i was gonna say the reason why i put the spirit box and bullet first is because i saw them live and around the time of seeing them live i was obsessed with listening to them i was that's all i was listening to so mm-hmm. i thought that got i've added it up so my top artists it were actually number one paramore mm-hmm. two spirit box three bullet for my valentine four ramstein five slipknot 
Wait, so I've got kind I've basically got three out of the five correct. What was you most surprised about? At Slipknot, to be honest with you, because it was only really in the last couple of months I sort of really sort of made an effort to listen to them. I think you said um, on the, the last podcast because you were saying about a song that reminded me you of me. Yeah, and I said when I listened to Slipknot, it reminds me of you. And you were like, I didn't yeah. really listen to Slip that, that much. So I've, I've I've got a metal playlist on which they're on, mm-hmm. but then they're not as or they weren't as prominent on that playlist as other like Ramstein, for example. I've got so many more Ramstein songs on there than I do Slip, Slipknot songs. Right. But like I was listening, I've been listening to Tool so much this year, and I'm surprised they're not on the top five. Um because the drum is just fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about those peaks, Joe, yeah. it gave me the peaks for Spirit Box and Bullet, and each one, it peaked when I saw them live, or yeah, in that month. Oh, right. Um, so you were obviously really interesting listening to, to them yeah. uh, either leading up to or after you see them live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and Rammstein peaked uh, in January, so it's clearly a thing that I like in the cold weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that industrial some... German metal. Yeah, <laughs> it just screams Christmas. Mm, so festive. <laughs> so, what were your top five songs, Joe? Who are your predictions? Uh, so, my predictions were um, "No Role Models" by J. Cole, uh, mm. "Juicy" by Biggie Smalls, also known as um, Notorious B.I.G., also known as Biggie. Um, <laughs> Family Ties by Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar. Big City Life by Lude and Dream On by Aerosmith. Dream On! Dream On! Yeah. Okay. Um, and I got two. I got two. <laughs> uh, so. Well, first of all, why have you guessed that certain songs like J. Cole? but him not being on your top five? Because um, I've only really recently, and I mean like the second half of the year, really got into J. Cole, but there was a song that he done, No Role Models, um, is a song that I absolutely adore. I, I love that song. It's it's so catchy. It's, right. it's just brilliant. And it, the reason I put it on there, similar to Dream On by Aerosmith, it's, it's one that I tend to request a lot when I'm in the van. Okay. And then I let that lead on to other songs in that genre. Right. So there's a way of like finding out n- sure. new sort of rap songs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. always kind of my go-to. So I knew that that was going to be on there. But yeah, it wasn't until like the, the later half of this year that I started listening to more J. Cole, um, who's a, a brilliant artist. And I've got now no doubt they will probably be in my top five uh, next year. Next year. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So what were your top five? So my top five were, bear with. So number one was Dream On by Aerosmith. (laughs) (laughs) Number two was No Role Models by J. Cole. (laughs) Um, Number three was Hourglass by Catfish and the Bottomman. Okay. Which is a good song. I wouldn't say it's my favourite song of theirs, which is odd. I've never really listened to Catfish, but go on, continue. They are good. Well, they were good. They've broken up now, which is... Unfortunate, because I only really started listening to them after they broke up, <laughs> which is quite gutting. Um, yeah. Number four, now this was the biggest surprise for me. Number four was Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. <laughs> Throwback. I, I don't, I don't know about that. That's an odd one. I, I mean, is... again, like similar to you, Mike. I, that, I have that song in a playlist that I listen to quite often, 
But is that your hype song or something? I don't know. <laughs> I, I've got no affiliation with Coolio's Gangsters Paradise. I know the words, like, and I like <laughs> rapping along with it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't tend to play it all the time, which is apparently you do. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> um, and number five was Mac the Knife by Bobby Darren. Because of course it was. <laughs> it's my karaoke song. Is it actually? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to karaoke, but I mean, I listen to it in the van. I sing along with it in the van just to to, to keep up. Is that is that the one that if you play in like because you know sometimes when you're driving you're sort of just listening to the song you're mm-hmm. not really getting involved. If that come on, would that get you in the mood to start belting out the songs? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I've got time. a couple. I've got a couple of songs that do that for me. It's that one. Um, there's two Elton John songs, Rocket Man and Your Song. Um, and uh, the weird one is uh, Creep by Radiohead. That that gets me singing along. Oh, interesting. Mm. Okay. All right. So it's quite a sort of slow but monotone rock, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But I like oh, the acoustic version. I always listen to the acoustic okay. version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a good song. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, any surprises there? Yeah, but well, Gangster's Paradise definitely. <laughs> um, probably Mac the Knife. To be fair, I'm, I am surprised at that because I don't listen to that anywhere near as much as I used to um, when I was a bit younger. Um, yeah. But I've I've got a playlist that I call it a, like a crooner's playlist, where it's got all of like the. Um, uh, the Rat Pack on there and loads of loads of good songs. So I listen to that quite a lot. And when Matt the Knife comes on, I do tend to get to the because it's quite a short song. I get to the end and then I'll go back and listen to it again. So that probably right. that's probably what's added up. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's down by the amount of plays, isn't mm-hmm. it? And if I fuck up a, a note, then I'll start it again from scratch. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectionist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, how about you, Mike? What was your uh, predictions for your top five songs? My predictions were uh, "Sun Killer" by Spirit Box, mm-hmm. "Rules of Nine by Spirit Box, uh, "Alkaline" by Sleep Token. Because if you haven't heard it, it's an incredibly beautiful song. I'm going to ask you the same um, question as you asked me, Mike. What was your reasoning for not putting Sleep Token in your top five artists, but having one of their songs in there? So that one in particular was the one song for months. I was on, That was the only song of theirs I'd listened to right? for months. And then I started getting into them in the sort of the tail end of the year. So I, I knew that that one song got a lot of plays. Right, um, oh yeah. I don't even know because you know you know it does your your songs of twenty twenty three uh, twenty twenty three mm-hmm. yeah and that's basically your order of like your top fifty or whatever hell many songs has got in it yeah I don't think it's in my top fifty oh really <laughs> which is mad <laughs> um because there was another checked mine to see if any of mine are in I'll do that afterwards I'll I'll check my okay. my thingy to see if it was actually in the top because because there was. The last one I'll get onto, I was toying with another one, which happens to be my number six right. in, in my playlist. So yeah, Alkaline. Diary of Drain by Brankie Benjamin, mm-hmm. which is one of the ones kind of like with you. It's, if that plays in the car, I'm belting it out. Yeah. That's one of those songs. Um, and War Eternal by Arch Enemy. Again, similar to Sleep Token. That was the one song that was on my playlist for ages, and it kept coming on 
and I kept listening to just that one song of that artist, and then I got into the artist that, that sort of last couple of months of the year. Mm-hmm. So I thought that might be on it. But then the one that I was I'm in an iron with is Blow by uh, Atreyu, which is one of the bands that were supporting Bullet from a Valentine. And that one song, I was, I oh, fucking, I, I love it. It's such a good song. Do you go through times, that, Mike? Because, because my sister always took the piss. Because if I found a song that I was really into, I would just play it to death. Are so this saying? is the, so this is the other thing on the Spotify rap thing. It gives you your personality, and me and you have the same personality, which is, um, oh, what was it? I've got this. I've got it here. It is Shapeshifter shapeshifter which is exactly that we go we go through artists or songs listen to it to death and then just move straight on yeah which, yeah i'm so, saying it's erratic we call it eclectic e- eclectic yeah eclectic. nice yeah um so yeah that, that, that was my predictions i need to get my wrapped up now there it is uh and my top songs and uh, I've got two of five mm-hmm. and the other three I was incredibly surprised about. Oh, really? So my number one, which I was in- the most surprised about, I think, was, I can't, I can't pronounce it, it's French. Kesse, kes, C'est commissaire. Commissaire. C'est commissaire. Yeah, by Paramore, which basically means it is what it is. Like um, commissaire, commissaire. Yeah, well, that is it. Yeah, yeah commissaire. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, number two is Circle With Me by Spirit Box which is one of my predictions mm-hmm. This Is Why by Paramore which I was again surprised about because I like the song I listened to it a bit but it wasn't one of the best Paramore songs in my opinion number four Rules of Nine by Spirit Box which is again number one of my predictions mm-hmm. and then Sober by Tool which surprised me because it's a great song but not my favourite Tool song <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah, mad. Very odd. So, Mike, you were saying it was your favourite song, but not your favourite song of them. We also done a little list of our own um, to say what our favourite songs were of each of our top artists. Um, yes. Do you want to give us yours? Uh, uh, yeah. So, my top artists were... Let me just get a list up. So, it was Paramore. My favourite song for Paramore, and this is probably a, a, a cop-out, is uh, I think the, my favorite song for both Paramount and Slipknot are cop outs because they're like the known song for those artists kind of thing. Yeah, but anyway, Paramore was Misery Business, classic. Yeah, I, I was gonna say cop out, but no, that is that is their best song. Yeah, yeah. I like. Um, what's, what's the other one? Um, only exception. Yeah, I love that one. Only exception. Well. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, Spirit Box uh, was a tough one because. The two that I've put that are on my top five were for a long while my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw them live, their song Holy Roller, Holy Roller, um, just fucking slapped. Yeah. And then that became my favorite song. So that's my favorite song for them. Bullet for My Valentine. Again, similarly, for a long while, um, Tears Don't Fall was, was my favorite song, which again is like their most famous song. Right. But when I saw them live, Knives fucking slapped. So that's my favourite song now, is their song Knives. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramstein, my favourite song of Ramstein has always been Mine Hurts Blend. Um, or in English, My Heart Burns. Oh. 
Um, get a pill for that. <laughs> yeah, packet of Rennies are in order. <laughs> <laughs> and then Slipknot, again, a bit of a cop-out. Um, I chose Duality, which is, again, one of their most famous ones. So a little bit of a cop-out, but I still fucking a great song. Yeah. Very, very good. What What were yours for your favourite, uh, your top five artists? So for Catfish, I've gone with Glasgow. I like that song. Okay. Slow. It's only Not him and a guitar. Glass. Very good. Was it? Not Hourglass then. No. Glasgow. <laughs> Glasgow. <laughs> Are they Scottish then? Uh, Welsh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Cardiff doesn't have the same ring. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing but thieves. I put um, impossible, but they done an orchestral version um, in uh, live from Abbey Road. Okay. And that it, there's a little video that goes with it, and I would tell people to if you, if you want to give that a listen, don't just listen to it. Watch the video as well because it's incredible. Like you can really see how much effort he puts into his voice. Yeah, and it's brilliant. Um, for Kendrick Lamar, that was a tough one because I love so many of Kendrick songs, but I've gone with "I" because that was the first one that I really that really got me into Kendrick Lamar. Like, okay. it took me from liking his like the odd song of his to being like, "This guy is the tits." Yeah. Um, for Arctic Monkeys, again, it's similar because I love so many songs on their catalogue. I've put Are You Mine. But... Are You Mine, motherfucker? Are You Mine? <laughs> um, uh, but there's also Arabella, um, Brian Storm. Jeez, um, there is some Yellow brick ones. road or whatever it is. Brick by brick. Uh, yellow. Oh, oh old yellow brick. Oh, yellow, yellow brick. brick. Yeah. Um, and then for Oasis, again, I was torn between two. I love cigarettes and alcohol, but I've put down Champagne Supernova because that classic. also is an yeah. incredible song. Yeah, classic. Mm. Um, yeah, every time you say Kendrick Lamar, I think of South Park. <laughs> Why? I don't think he was in Kendrick Lamar. Was no, no, no. The episode where they replace like the Googles and the oh, and I stuff. remember syrup <laughs> sandwiches and grandma lounges. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Cartman's like, um, had had smelly scrolling balls to my shopping list. What are you talking about, boy? <laughs> Sit down, Plan. be humble. <laughs> Playing humble by Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> so, so, Joe, lastly, what yes. were your top five podcasts? Uh, my predictions. Right, so, my predicted podcasts were The Weekly Planet. Uh, which I think we spoke about on this podcast before. Um, Missing Intelligence, of course, because I love listening to myself. Um, <laughs> I'm that egotistical um, or egocentric. Peter Crouch's podcast, uh, the Auntie Donna podcast, and Red Handed. Okay, and how many of those were correct? Uh, <laughs> um, one, two, four. Okay. The worst four. thing was is that our podcast isn't in my top ten. That's shocking. That's absolutely <laughs> shocking. Um, so number one was Weekly Planet. I literally I listen to that every week, yeah. every Monday when it, it it comes out on on a Sunday, I believe. But every Monday in the van, I always listen to that episode. Yeah. Um, Joe Marler show, which I was surprised about, but then again, I was going back and listening to old Joe Marler stuff um, because I only yeah. really started listening to it this year. 
right. um, or maybe last year. So I was kind of going through his back catalogue. But yeah. over the last couple of months, while he's been away at, at the World Cup, I haven't really been listening because it's been sort of rehashed episodes because they haven't yeah, had an opportunity it, to, to record. The ones they've been uploading aren't on Spotify. Oh, really? They were from, they were from the when he was before he was on Spotify. Okay, got ya. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, Red Handed was number three. Um, again, it, that's a podcast that I listen to religiously. Yeah, yeah I tried getting into that. And, uh, no? No, they're too gossipy for me. Oh, I like it. I'm like one of the girls. I love a bit of tea. <laughs> um, <laughs> number four was Auntie Donna. Again, every Wednesday, always listening to yeah, their podcast. Yeah, and number five yeah. is uh, Peter Crouch, which is now yeah. they've got an episode on, on a Friday as well, which has been really good. Where they've been yeah, doing their predictions. Yeah, the, the episode that shan't be named, they, I think they've named it. <laughs> yeah. And then they change it yeah. every week, don't they? Yeah. yeah. So how, come, how comes the Missing Intelligence podcast is not in your top five? Yeah, I think it's shit. Yeah. Kind of, that Joe guy's alright but I might you know I've talked a lot of shit yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I, I generally don't know because I do listen to the episode every week when it comes out on a Wednesday um, but yeah, yeah it's just not in the top five I suppose I must listen to the others more <laughs> yeah. yeah so my, my predictions for my ones were the Missing Intelligence podcast mm-hmm. I thought it'd be top because I've gone through and re-listened to all of them at least twice for the end of the year episodes. Yeah. So I've like double or tripled up some episodes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Peter Crouch podcast, the Joe Marler show, the Auntie Donna podcast and Jack mates happy hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and of those, I think, I think I've got, I've got them all right. But not in the correct order. But not in that order. Yeah. Hang on, I'm just trying to find my list. I've got it here. So yeah, you're missing intelligence. Yeah. was top. Yeah, so I've got the Missing Intelligence and the Peter Krauts correct. Yeah. And I think even the Joe Marler one. Yeah. So the top three I got correct. It was just four and five that you got wrong. Yeah, it was just Jack Jack Makes Happy Hour and Auntie Donna were the other way around. (laughs) And I think the reason why that is, is because the Jack Makes Happy Hour episodes are at least an hour long. Whereas the Auntie Donna ones are an hour long, like 45 to an hour long. Mm -hmm. So I think it probably counts the minutes you've listened to the podcast. Potentially, yeah. If you're listening to it, every week at least one episode a week for all of them then yeah, yeah. i imagine it's going to go down to probably how much you how long you've listened for yeah 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 um and while just to just to summarize joe the spotify wrapped conversations what how many hours have you listened or minutes have you listened to stuff and podcasts and stuff i do not have that information <laughs> Do you know? I, don't know. <laughs> I can get that information. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to 1,643 artists. Ooh. Yes. April was catfishing. Oh, fuck. Hold on. I fucked it. Right. There we go. All right. So, uh, catfishing the bottom one was April. June was nothing but thieves. February was Kendrick Lamar. So, Kendrick keeps me warm. Um, October was Arctic Monkeys. July was Oasis. Apparently, there we go. That's there you go. Um, uh, so weekly planet, I listened for seven thousand three hundred and forty-eight minutes, and I am in their top five percent of fans. <laughs> yes, and yet they don't reply to your emails. No, nope. motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, so minutes listened to overall was 51,361. Wow, okay. You said, wow, okay, as if you're going to top that by a lot. A little bit. Go on. Although, but I reckon your podcast minutes are huge. Yes, because I think, yeah, when I'm in the van, the most... It, it, it does um, tell you. Oh, does it? Yeah, oh, hold if on. you carry on going through. Bear with. Oh, bollocks, I closed it fucking down. <laughs> hold on. Has anyone told you that you're a great listener? It might be this bit. Hold on. You spent 30,456 hours fucking hell. listening to podcasts. There you go. 30,000. Wow. So what's that in total? 80-something minutes? Yeah. 80-something thousand minutes. Decent. That's a lot. That's a lot of that. Go on, Mike. My Blow cousin got like 100-something thousand. It's ridiculous. That's mad. Um, Where's my wrapped? Here. Hang on. Bear with. No memento. Wrapped. You're wrapped. All right. Oh, I'll turn that down. Okay. 23 was a feast for your ears. I listened to 127 genres. Wow. Uh, oh, I was 108. I didn't say that bit. But yeah, 108. Oh, there you go. Uh, I listened to... I played what 4,729 songs. Jesus. How many did you play? I can't remember. It was 7,000. Oh, hold on. <laughs> oh, no. 7,000 was minutes listened to... Week's Planet, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can get it up easily because that comes straight up. Yeah, it's like the fourth one in. Yeah. Uh, 2,674. So um, you blew me out yeah, of water. Yeah. I'm more adventurous than you, clearly. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Conseil Commissar was listened to 72 times starting on January 15th. Jesus. Which I was really surprised about. Um, I've listened to, I've listened to 2,526 artists this year. Yeah. You beat me there as well. Cause I was 1,643. Okay. Now, uh, so Paramore peaked in April, um, spirit box in July, which was, I saw them in June. It's just sort of like, yeah, right at the start of July is when it peaked. Um, Bullet for Love Valentine in March, which is when I went to see him for my birthday. But you can see, look, if I show you, Jay, that basically plateaus for like three months. <laughs> just holding on. <laughs> uh, Rammstein, yeah, November, December, Jan. Mm-hmm. Is basically when I listened to them. <laughs> and then Slipknot was July again. Right. Oh, like middle of July. Uh, they're my top artists. I'm a great listener. <laughs> I've listened to 3,362 minutes of the Missing Intelligence podcast. Wee. And I'm in the top 2% of fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there was a bit with a burger. Huh? Bear with. Yeah, let's see how your tastes stack up. So it, it does it like a sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. I just want I just want to talk through one of the genres that it says is one of my top ones. Right. Okay. So it's got top, rock, then alternative metal, then pop. At the bottom it's soul, but in between pop and soul is pixie. 
what the fuck is Pixie? <laughs> Pick isn't isn't that a type of Pokemon? <laughs> isn't it a type of fairy? <laughs> um, where, where I, did you find this? Hold on, because I want to see mine. I, I don't. The, se- the second, the second tab, basically the second one. In right, it says if you watch it through, it it says twenty twenty three. Was a feast for your ears. You listen to, yeah. Just watch it through. Right. Okay. How's the taste stack up? Oh yeah, there's the sandwich. See, mine are all genres. I don't have pixie. I've got rock, hip hop, yeah, pop, soul, and modern rock. But that's what I'm saying. Pixie is apparently a genre. Who the fuck am I listening Hold to? Hold on. Pixie? Shall we Google it? Hold on. Let me. I'm going to type in pixie music. I don't really know if that's. Pixie genre, a subgenre of indie rock, originated in the Pacific Northwest in the 1980s. It is char- characterized by fast-paced, upbeat melodies. Apparently, Paramore counts as Pixie. Paramore, yeah, is pixie Param- Paramore. Apparently, Paramore Pavris, who I listen to quite a bit. Right. Or Paris, I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, none of these are. Oh, Against the Current, I like. They're really good. I think you'd like them. Tonight Live are really good. Okay, fair enough. So it's basically emo, <laughs> is what Pixie yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's anything to do with the artist, the Pixies. Because it says it's elements of pop, rock, and electronic music, which I guess kind of covers the Pixies, doesn't it? I don't listen to the Pixies at all. Oh, do you not? No. They've done Where Is My Mind. Where is my mind? No. No? Shall I play it? Hold on, you'll recognise it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You remember? We get head on the hips and the feet on the ground. That's actually how it goes. Um... So Joe, so we talked about our own personal Spotify. Should we talk about the the Spotify wrap to the pod? Yeah, well, I wanted to say, obviously, a massive thank you to everybody that listened. Um, and Mike, do you want to reel off some statistics that we've got? Thanks to you lovely people. Yeah, it's just loading. Bear with me. Okay. I'd also like to echo Joe's thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grovel, Joe. Grovel, grovel. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much. We love you. <laughs> no, we do really appreciate it. And Mike, have you got those numbers up yet? Yeah. Good. <laughs> it's this just are you ready? Yeah, I've been ready for ten years, mate. I've got it. I've got a um, photo. <laughs> so, uh, so our top episode mm-hmm. was our first episode, Elton John and the White House Cake. Mm. Which yeah, fair enough. I, I, I suppose that's where everyone tends to start. If they're <laughs> it was like streamed one hundred and fifty-two percent more than every than our average episode. <laughs> that's not a good statistic <laughs> because it sounds to me like people are listening to the first episode and not bothering to listen to it anymore. Well, so there's that, but I do know that we've got it set to when we upload it. Every one of our accounts goes by like best place to start is the latest episode. Right. You know? Oh, okay. So I reckon what it is, because I know a lot of people that listen to the first episode because 
their friends and they're trying to support us and stuff. Yeah. But they don't normally listen to podcasts. Listen to it. Yeah. They just haven't continued. Yeah. Um, I, I think that might be what it is. But yeah, it's a little bit worrying. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Who knows? Well, yeah. No, it's all so that so that was a thing. Um, how does it feel to have gone global, Joe? <gasps> now we knew about this. We knew about this. Yeah, yeah. We were streamed on Spotify. Bear in mind, in six countries, United Kingdom being the top. Ninety-seven percent of our total streams are in the United Kingdom. Nice. Does it give me a list of all of the other ones? No, it doesn't. Okay. Hello, fellow Brits. Our listeners. Um, top genres for podcasts were number one, comedy, number two, teen, teen, TV and film, and number three, health and fitness, which we are just the images of. Yep, Mike, I, it's always been my dream to be on a podcast that's associated with health and fitness. Yeah, man, totally. Um, and that is definitely got to be something that I'm going to brag about going forward. Yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> We've got the certificate now, Joe. That's it, exactly. Uh, your listeners' top music genres were pop, rock, and rap. There you go. Oh. It's interesting, does all this. Your listeners definitely told their friends about you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, guys. Your podcast was shared all over. 80, 68% by direct link. Mm-hmm. 20% by Instagram. 9% by WhatsApp. 3% by Facebook. And that's it. Hmm. Cool. Nice. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for sharing sharing the pod and joining the chat. Did you want to say about the numbers <laughs> of our top? Uh, we got in. We got into some top tens, didn't we, Mike? And some top fives. Yeah, and some number that. ones. I'm getting that. Oh, okay, getting... All right. So our most shared <laughs> episode was episode number one. <laughs> right. So it may be that that statistic is is a is a worrying one. <laughs> <laughs> Your podcast was rated five. Yeah, out of five. five stars. Five stars out of five. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Five podcasts out of five podcasts. Right, we published. So now this is where I, I'd love to know when they cut it off because it says we've published one poll and got three vote, votes, which would have been the football one. You know where we did the predictions? Oh, that was a while ago. A while ago, because we've recently done polls about the testing intelligence stuff. So I don't think it's taking that into account. Right, got yeah. So I wonder where the cutoff of the episodes are. Mm-hmm. Um, we are the top in the top ten podcast for forty-eight fans, which blew my mind when I read that. We're in the top five <laughs> for thirty-eight, which is just as mind-blowing. And drum roll, please. Thanks, Joe. We are the number one podcast for fifty. Well, fourteen because one of them's me. <laughs> fourteen <laughs> people. <laughs> which is crazy no, so mad. basically joe though that those numbers of being people's top tens and top fives and top ones blew my mind because i mean the top ones i can attribute to friends and family but those top fives and top tens i don't know i think collectively we don't know 48 people that would have us in the top 10 no. plus the 38 that would have us in the top five mm-hmm. so the fact that there's you know what over 50 uh, under 100 people listening to us that we may not necessarily know is just mad and yeah uh, thank you everyone who has been listening so far this year it's only been a couple of months since we started and yeah I, I, i'm really enjoying the process and i think we're 
we're we're getting places and i hope next year that we can build on it people hopefully get involved in the chat a little bit more we could bring people in and yeah i I think loving it um i feel like the first sort of 10 episodes we were kind of finding our feet but we've really sort of settled on um on, on a bit of a structure um which will probably still chop and change mike i imagine over the over the next year um yeah. but yeah again guys seriously we're so thankful to have you all, all listening to us and uh i mean get in touch we'll do some shout outs and um hopefully we can we can get you back next year yeah absolutely now the next couple of episodes we've got joe we're all going to be like sort of pre-prepared because it's the christmas period and we're going to be with our family and our friends and stuff on with that in mind i want to wish everyone a happy christmas um oh joe i want to wish you a happy birthday oh thank you um because obviously your birthday is christmas eve um and again thank you a massive thank you for everyone for listening this year and um getting involved when you have done and hopefully going into next year we can entertain you as much joe is there anything you want to say as well yeah like mike says happy christmas and uh hope you all have a fantastic new year and we'll see you in 2024You have been listening to the Missing Intelligence Pod. Joe, where can people come and join the chat? Well, you can tweet us on Twitter. You can slide into our DMs on Instagram. Duet us on TikTok. Poke us on Facebook. Don't subscribe to us on YouTube. Or, um, uh, what do you do on threads? I don't know. Um, like, so, maybe? So us on threads? Is that a thing? I don't know. It's so new. So us on threads. There you go. Why not? All of them are at the Missing Intel pod. So find us there and let us know your thoughts and join the chat today.